Meatballs, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, Spaghetti and Meatballs, behind the glass, Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess from the El Camp facilities. Yes. Why am I talking like this? I don't know. But joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Feeling good. Feeling good today, guys. One number 11 in a row last night. Thank you, Tampa. I'm not even going to brag too much here. It's getting ridiculous at this point. Also ridiculous, this party we went to. Oh, boy. Daddy Spaghetti, the whole gang, Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, our friend Toby, Martin Weiss was there. We had them all. Uh, the Grizz, Scott. The party went to Spaghetti sipping a, an espresso martini one minute, and then A-Rod walks in the room, and he just about wet himself. <laughs> Care to discuss that, Spaghetti? But it was a big moment for you. I had heart palpitations when Alex uh, walked in. <laughs> he showed up late. Uh, left early, and my my family and friends think I'm a failure for not uh, introducing myself, telling him I'm a lifelong Yankees fan, and how 2009 brought me great joy, and how he's probably the greatest baseball player I've ever seen, and I'm still a fan of his. But uh, he was he was sworn by a lot of people there, um, and and me and the the conversation that I had with Meatballs was uh, who would win in a bench off. So that was yeah, uh, they're talking about bench highlight. Off. I yeah. think there is a bench there at this house we were at. This this house uh, <laughs> had everything, a lot of fun. Couple yeah. celebrities there, right? Who was an Anthony Anderson? Well, Eddie um, freaked out as big as the A Rod freak out was. I Bob Saget was even oh, a bigger oh, freak right. out for Eddie. <laughs> and in fact, yeah. I said, you know, I'd worked with him before. I said, Eddie, I, you know, do you want to get a picture? Oh, oh no, I would be, I would be horrified. No, big, big America's funniest home videos guy. <laughs> that his his stand up. I mean, he was America's dad as Danny Tanner. He's sure. a, a real funny guy. People don't know that 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 side of him. It's great. Uh, Rick from Pawn Stars too. Big. I had like three of my top people there with A Rod, Rick from Pawn Stars, and and Saget. That's your big three. That's a big three. Yeah. Good for you. And Harry, you were in town, but I didn't find out until late. And uh, oh what? man, people but, people have said that I look like Rick from Pawn Stars. People have said that asked me if I'm him before. Well. We could have, well, you know what? Maybe Harry was at the party. Who the hell knows? But he has an ingrown toenail. We'll get to that in a minute. Be, uh, take care of that. Um, extrapoints.com. These guys give their picks every single day. Extrapoints.com. Free picks. Extrapoints.com slash arcade is where you could have a lot of fun. Free to play games. Prizes. Last week, uh, the college pick them uh, prop. What am I saying? Co- the, the college uh, game. Free to play game. Tyler Krennic got 12, right? Good job by you. The NFL prop quiz, Dan Hughes, got eight right. He won a guy named Toby Mergler. Got six out of ten in the NFL, the MLB prop quiz. And in the NFL quiz, not the quiz, the head-to-head, Joshua Gagnon got 12 right. Joshua Gagnon, Harry, that's your last name. Come on. 12 right. (laughs) Making that up. I swear to God. Finally, a Gagnon who knows something about the NFL. (laughs) But Good to have it. But um, and t- this week we're adding our prop culture free to play game. You have 10 questions. Some are on succession. Some are on um, curb your enthusiasm. There's a question in there. Harry, I'll, I'll let you answer. Will Hershey Company's stock close above one hundred seventy eight point oh five dollars on October 29th? The last um, trading day before Halloween over under one seventy eight point oh five. I'll say yes. Over. <laughs> yes. Okay. Over under. I'll say yes. All right. He gets it. 
<laughs> you said well. Not, not related well. to Josh. I did? Okay. Yeah. There's no Joshua Gagnon. Let's say that. All right. Week, week six, <laughs> the NFL games. Here we go. Green Bay, Chicago. Let's kick this off. I didn't even update these lines. They're moving around so much, but I should update here. Uh, it was four and a half, and Green Bay's favored four and a half and 44 and a half at Chicago. I get it. The Bears are a sexy pick. They beat up on the Raiders. They stifled them plus four and a half, but I'm not going to think about it. I really am not. Green Bay owns this team and Aaron Rodgers, more specifically, 20 and four, 55 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Packers six and one against the spread in their last seven in October, four and oh against the spread in their last four overall, six and two in their last eight as a favorite. Meanwhile, Chicago, not good against division foes, three and seven, the last 10 against the spread. I worry about this Packers red zone defense. I think it's the worst in the league, apparently statistically, but Justin Fields takes a long time to move this ball. The line is suspiciously high. Everyone said that Packers Bengals game was a trap game. They just get it done. Crosby missed 50 field goals and they still covered or, or pushed. I think it closed at two and a half. So I'm going Packers here. 27-17. Brother Bry, you agree? Yeah, it's funny. I think of a very similar score. Like I wasn't impressed with I wasn't really impressed with the Bears last week, even though they beat the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, I just felt like Raiders and Gruden just didn't want to be there the whole time. But you know, they're still very good defensively at times. They matched up well with the Raiders offensive that line. Now, I just don't think they can do it against the elite teams. They got beat up against the Rams and the Browns. Their last, this is where they're going to struggle, right? They're last in the league, averaging 240 yards per game. I know a lot of that had to do with the Browns game, but 240 yards, it's terrible. They only had 252 last week against the Raiders. Uh, the Packers have beat them by seven or more in four straight. Uh, last year's bo- both games were blowouts. Now you get a rookie versus Rodgers. I just don't see how they score enough here to, to cover the spread. All right, there you go. Harry, you're you've been on Green Bay for a while now. You're oh, I don't I don't know where you are with the Packers or the Bears, but your brother is a big Bears fan. This is a huge moment for him, right? Yeah, he's pumped. But I've already told him. I said, look, you can you can want and, th- and think you Bears have a chance here, but bottom line is, Aaron Rodgers rules the Bears always does, and I think Green Bay still rolls them too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. All right, it's time to talk about the edge. Brought to you by Better Edge, bringing the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting at BetterEdge.com. You. Not the book. Set the price of betting lines so you can make bank with no big or sports book fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting positions. Join Better Edge's free pick'em contest with against all odds. The D3 will be playing this week, too, so even more reason to check it out. The winner will receive a free copy of Madden 22. Enter for week five at bettoredge.com slash AAO. Create an account and use code AAO for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at betteredge.com. Let's do it. Our better edge game, Baltimore home, laying three to the Chargers. 52 is the over-under. I know what people are saying. Short week for Baltimore. They're a lucky team. They're lucky to have beaten the Lions. They're lucky to have beaten the Colts last week. But you can run on the Chargers. And I actually think if the Chargers had Justin Tucker and the Ravens had Tristan Viscaino, the Chargers might be favored by seven. I have never seen a kicker figure into the line as much here. Baltimore 4-0 against the spread in their last four home games. 9-3 and in their last 12 overall against the spread. Herbert's been great, but I'm going with Lamar here, who's responsible for more offense than 20 NFL teams. Ravens 29, Chargers 23. Who's your better edge go to parlay kid? Sal, I'm going against you here. I'm taking the Chargers. 
The Ravens and Lamar left it all on the field, physically and emotionally, on Monday night. And the talented Chargers will capitalize on the short rest and win the game outright. Mm. All right, Brother Bry. Yeah, my better edge goes to the Chargers plus three, too. Right now, they're playing like one of the best teams in the NFL, beating the Browns, the Raiders, the Chiefs in the last three. You have to love what Staley is doing. He's been aggressive and pulled out these close games. Chargers are five and two in their last seven as road dogs. So give me the Chargers plus three. Harry, you're a Staley guy. He doesn't live in Arizona, so you haven't checked uh, through his trash, but you have to you have to go a little ways to get there. Yeah, I'm going to ride with the brothers here. I'm, uh, Chargers are winning close games, uh, historically games that they've usually lost. They've won by five, four, and six this season. The chemistry between Herbert and Mike Williams is real. It's been tremendous. Williams, six touchdowns this season. Uh, Eckler, 550 combined yards, seven touchdowns. In Baltimore, I still say it's more fortunate than good in those wins. I'm taking the Chargers, and I think Parlay Kid might be right here at uh, not just plus three, but money line as well. Wow. All right. Everyone going against me. So I guess the edge goes to the Chargers. Take the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is um, it's the game of the week, right? I'm just so impressed with Lamar. I don't think he got enough credit. Last no, he was week. awesome. Right. Phenomenal, right? And uh, mm-hmm. just by the goal, you knew they were going to make that two-point yeah. conversion. The comeback was spectacular. I know it's the Colts. You can't get too excited about the Colts, but maybe this is what happens. These full of shit teams just keep winning, right? I, I just, yeah, yeah. Kid, it's just, it's, it's tough, Bri, right? What, what you see with this team week in and week out? Yeah. I mean, well, I would, I will say going back to Lamar, I mean, it was weird. I mean, the, the throws he's made have been incredible, right? Like it's sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's like he's pushing the ball, like he's barely throwing it. And it looks like he can hardly throw a ball. And then he's mm-hmm. some, you know, some sidearm passes, some deep balls have looked great. So he's been, uh, he's been really good. The, the yeah, last few weeks. for sure. All right, let's move on. Cleveland Browns also three point favorite 49 and a half against Arizona is a tough game because these are two teams that are highly regarded as two of the five best. I would say if you talk to everybody you trust, but I consider them in the second tier. I don't trust Baker. I don't trust this labrum injury. I never trust Arizona and Kingsbury. 49ers have put together any kind of drive. They would have lost that game last week, Arizona. I'm leaning Cleveland. Better coach, better running game. Arizona's defense giving up the second most rushing yards per carry in the league this year. Give me Chubb. Give me Hunt. Give me the Browns, who are 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven overall. 24-17. Harry, you think that's too light of a score? Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here. Battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. Arizona's due not to have a big offensive game. And that happened last week versus San Fran. But this week they get to play a Cleveland team that let second-year quarterback Justin Herbert pass all over them and light them up for 47 yards. Cards 4 of 5 this year, 30 points or more. Cleveland 26 or more in 4 of 5 of their games. Bakley, Baker finally had a big game. Bakley? With, <laughs> with a big game. Two touchdowns, 300 yards. And Murray uh, has been doing it all season for the card, Sal. You mentioned the running game um, for Cleveland here. Chubb and Hunt, 250 yards and three touchdowns uh, last week versus the Chargers. Uh, plus, and defensively, big loss for Arizona. No Chandler Jones. He had five sacks uh, in the first game of the season. He's out for this game. So let's have a light a game that lights up the scoreboard between, the, huh. like I said, the battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks over 49 and a half. All right, Brother Bride, tough, tough game here. Denver home, three and a half point favorite over Las Vegas, 44 and a half is the over under. It's hard to believe that, I don't know, 10 days ago, 11 days ago, the Raiders were three and oh. Very strange. And then uh, 
then some things happen. But I think they had, they play with a chip on their spiked shoulder pads this week. I really do. I think if both teams bring their A game, I don't know that the Raiders in the mindset to do it after everything that went on with Gruden and now adjusting to the new coach and everything that's happening, that that's going to be the case. But I stuck, I'm sticking with the Raiders to make the playoffs. I had that in the beginning of the year. I'm a little down on Denver. <laughs> this is kind of where they fall apart. It's kind of where both teams fall apart. But I think the Raiders step it up five and two against the spread. Now, last seven as an underdog, Denver two and five. First, the number against a team with a winning record, 21-17. Raider Nation rejoices. Yeah, it's funny, that, it's funny that you say that. I was just texting my, my good buddy who's also a Raiders fan, and I said, uh, this game has 23-20 written all over it, like all these Raiders-Broncos games. Very very close, mm-hmm. usually. But, you know, that's the thing. Who's in worse shape right now? It's a tough one. But you can definitely say the Broncos are more of the frauds, right, based on their schedule, beating the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. Uh, Raiders at least had some nice wins in there. But I do think now that the Raiders, you know, get the Gruden stuff behind them, I do feel like last week that was hanging over this team uh, against the Bears. I mean, again, they played like it. And I don't know if you remember years ago, there was a whole issue with Carr uh, and the Reds. And sorry, I shouldn't say the Red, the Washington football team mm. um, around that time. And uh, the same thing, the, the Raiders had, had just uh, shit the bed in that game. So... Uh, they fared well in the series recently. They've won five of the last seven uh, in this series. And the, the two losses to Denver were by a point. So I, yeah. I do think it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, you know, I'm not sure who wins this game. But again, like I said, I think it's a field goal game. And 23-20 is just sitting in my my head that that's going to be the final score of this one. We'll take that. Yep, we'll grab we'll take three it. and a half. Plus, uh, I also love this on a teaser, too. Like, I don't think Denver's blowing this team out. It just, uh, it's, it's too easy to just say that they're going to fall apart in Vegas and not win the rest of the season. All right, our team, Parlay Kid, Dallas. Is this still three and a half, or did this go down? I think it's New still England. three and a half, right? Wow. Yeah, wow. still three and a half. At New England in Foxborough, 50 and a half is the over-under. I'm taking our team. And let's shout out Zeke here, because we've shouted him down enough. On pace for almost... 1,600 rushing yards and 17 total touchdowns. What a year that would be, right? Hmm. The offense is just, it's, 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 the guys open all of that. Like, guys like Cedric Wilson probably only have like 10 catches this year, but like Dak says he's the most reliable. It's so weird. We have Michael Gallup's been out. We haven't even seen this offense clicking hmm. the best it can. And I just think eventually it's going to be too much for a team like New England who's outclassed. Um, right. And right, like Mac Jones is not going to be able to throw all over the field yep. against this defense, right? You got Deion Sanders basically covering one side of the field and Anthony Brown on the other side. And just it's a problem for New England to score. Running is their thing. I think they're just going to be behind too much to make this work. Dallas 5 and 0 against the spread in their last five overall, the only undefeated team, right, against yep. the spread this year. Uh, New England 2 10 and 1 in their last 13 following a win. Now, I know you're going to see crazy stats. For Belichick at home as a, a underdog, disregard him. Cowboys thirty, yeah. Patriots twenty. Yeah, I like that score, Sal. Uh, I, I I have it somewhere in there too. I think I think the Pats uh, Belichick will have a good game plan to start. I think they'll try to control the tempo of the game, a lot of running the ball, a lot of short passes, which they do pretty much every game anyway. But they will not be able to keep up with the explosiveness of the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys just have too many <laughs> weapons on the field for this Patriots team. 
to to really contain them. Like, what's the ba- what's a bad offensive game for the Cowboys at this point? Are All we right. talking like twenty seven points? That's like a bad effort uh, from this offense. So I think the Cowboys uh, roll it up here. They they pull away in the second half. I think this game is close for a half or so, maybe like fourteen ten Dallas at the half, and then <clears> they went going away in the second half. So too much talent. Uh, the Patriots just don't have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to keep up with the boys. Listen, and they used to always win the turnover battle, right? That's how they won. Tampa would be take care of the ball, and uh, and that would be although he wasn't Tampa back then. That would be stupid to call him Tampa when he was on New England. But um, and it's just the other way around now, right? You don't expect Dak to turn it over. You have Patriots running backs fumbling because the balls aren't deflated. And uh, it's just a different team. I don't care about the Belichick um, numbers yeah, against us. You can't go by that. Yeah, there and you go. Cowboys, there's something good. There's something really special here brewing in Dallas, Sal. Yeah. Something special. I love it. Uh, and now we just jinxed ourselves. But Parley Kid, <laughs> back at you now. The Sunday night game. Steelers, four and a half point favorite over Seattle. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This has moved to five and a half. Good Lord. Wow. 42 and a half is the over under. Look, I'm going Seattle. This could yep. be a bomb of a pick for, you know, backing yep. Geno Smith. I, I love two of his three drives um, yep. last Thursday night against the Rams, a good defense. Pittsburgh also a good defense, although they give up big plays, right? And Seattle's a big play team. And I just don't think the Steelers have it in their DNA to blow anyone out. I- I'm surprised this wasn't flexed. And my only theory is that, you know, they're, they're, it's an homage to Big Ben. This will probably be his last Sunday night game. They have one scheduled later in the year <laughs> that almost definitely will be flexed or he won't be starting or something like that. But, uh, they let Denver back in the game last week. They just don't. They just don't run up the score on anyone. They're two and five against the spread in their last seven home games. Zero oh and six in their last six against the spread as a favorite. Seventeen thirteen. Lousy, lousy game. If you like offense, um, give me Seattle. Sal, I'm with you on this, right? I'm, yep. I, there's, man. What is it? What has happened to Pittsburgh that? Are they do I find them in the like most boring three or four teams in the NFL at this point? Right. Like uh, there's I, I You don't should have enjoy- said this on the hockey preview. I, I would have loved I, to have heard. Well, I know. I I well hopefully Dave <laughs> listens to this and he's got to admit it too. This this is a boring <laughs> football team. I feel like the Steelers, um, at least on the offensive side of the ball, they're extremely lacking at this point for whatever reason. I don't think they have enough offensive firepower. I don't think Ben has got enough left in his arm mm-hmm. uh, to pull away from the Seahawks in this game, even with Geno Smith quarterbacking. Smith looked pretty good in relief the other day right? Uh, for Wilson, like you said, up until maybe the last drive where he had a receiver slip and he had a ball picked off. Probably not even his fault, really. So I think Geno can do enough. I think between Lockett and Metcalf and the receiving core there, uh, they can do enough to keep this game within that five and a half points. So let's take the Seahawks and the points. Yeah. So there's two schools of thought, right? There's one is like, all right, Gino gets to play with the first team offense this week. So he should be better or at least more equipped to to enter this game. The second is, all right, there's tape on Gino Smith now, right? I mean, there was, but not from five years ago. He wasn't running it with the first team. So maybe that benefits the Steelers, but I just think it's too many points for a Steeler team like this. Uh, Spaghetti, we didn't, we didn't isolate the Rams and, Giants, but any hope for the Giants to even cover? I, mean, I don't even know what's going on with 
Daniel Jones. That's what it all comes down to is Daniel Jones' health and Andrew Thomas's health. And I weirdly believe if Andrew Thomas can't play, I would not even start Daniel Jones in this game. Just chalk it up as a loss and wait till he's healthy. Because you don't want to get the guy killed. The, the offense, he's the only good member of that offensive mm. line. And as it is, they can't run block. And the, he's the only uh, hope at left tackle to pass block. So if he's injured, you're just going to get him lit up again. And Maybe you do want to get him killed. Maybe you want him to go a different direction next year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he after how Jones has played this year with the rest of that craft team, I feel bad for him. He kind of deserves it. So I, I don't know. Let, let Glenn come in there and throw a couple pick sixes to Jalen Ramsey and move on to next week. Yeah, there you go. Hey, FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's obvious at that point, this point, right? Why do I even have to repeat that? It's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more, and your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Yes, yes, yes. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same game parlay bets. No feeling like nailing a same game parlay. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they are also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code against all odds. All right, I'll give you one. Parlay Kid, you'll back this here. Um, Cowboys, Patriots, let's go. Same game parlay. Let's just make this very easy for people. Let's go. Uh, anytime touchdown for Zeke Elliott, minus 130. Let's go. Hmm. Um, Dallas wins the first half and the second half. And let's do that. Plus 245. Oh, we have to add a third leg? All right. Fine. Let's go. Um, Dallas over 27 and a half points. There you go. Yeah. Plus 328. Zeke will score. Dallas leads at half, wins the game. And Dallas scores over 27 and a half. I already picked it 30-20. That's a plus 328. Fandle.com slash Against all odds. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. <laughs> Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or next step. Text that to 533-42 in Arizona. Yeah, get that $1,000 free bet from Fandle if you're new. Promo code against all odds. All right, college, I'm not as uh, terrible as I normally am. Um, I was 2-1 last week. We'll pick three games this week. Arkansas, 4.5, 54.5 over Auburn. Let's check that line. Like I said, these have been bouncing around, these numbers. Um, our guy, Bumper Pool, you know, we decide not to have him on because it could be that we're bad luck to Bumper Pool. I mean, we've, they've only started losing. They were undefeated, and that's lost, lost. We don't want them to lose to Auburn. Four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking them. Bumper, by the way, leads the Razorbacks with 61 tackles. Uh, this Bo Nix, 1,200 yards, only six touchdowns. I expected more out of him. Meanwhile, K.J. Jefferson for Arkansas is the man. Nine touchdowns, 1,200 yards also, but doing it on the ground with his legs. Auburn, two and seven against the spread in their last nine against the team with a winning record and one in six against the spread in their last seven. I like bumper and company to roll here. I'm taking Arkansas, Harry. I'm with you, Sal. Uh, both teams come in four and two. 
On Auburn's side, you mentioned junior quarterback Bo Nix, uh, just six touchdowns in six games, just 57% completion percentage. And frankly, guys, like he, he's been a disappointment for the Tigers and can't win big games. Sal, you mentioned Hogs QB, KG Jefferson. He's counted for 14 total touchdowns. Arkansas scored 38 or more in four of their six games. One of the ones they didn't they didn't score uh, against Georgia, but that Georgia's a whole different animal. Um, but Arkansas did beat Texas. Uh, they beat AM, and uh, who just obviously beat Bama this past weekend uh, and held them to just 10 points. You mentioned Bumper Pool, our guy, leads the team in tackles. So let's go Arkansas and Bumper Pool to beat up on Bo Nix and Auburn. I got the score at 34-20. All right. Old Miss, two-and-a-half-point favorite at Tennessee, at Neyland Stadium. I've not seen an over-under this high. I don't think. I know. It's crazy. 82-and-a-half. <laughs> 82-and-a-half. What? One team's going to score 50, I guess, or die 40s. Amazing. I like this Tennessee team. You know, Johnny Knoxville bets them every week up they're very good against the spread. I think they've, they've, they might've covered every week. Um, so here's Hendon hooker over a thousand yards, passing 13 touchdowns, one pick 70%. I think they scored on their first six drives against South Carolina last week. Tyon Evans, a 486 rushing yards. He's the home. He, he really does it for the, uh, the balls in the backfield. They scored 107 points in two weeks. And I think, Ole Miss is only favored. They're not better, but everyone knows Corral because he's up for the Heisman, and that's kind of why they're 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 expected to win this. But I like Tennessee at home. You can't count on that Ole Miss defense. We saw what Bumper's team did. Bumper didn't really do it. He plays defense, but so what Arkansas did. But can't count on Ole Miss to uh, defend well. I'm going Tennessee here. Paulie Kid, you're against me. Yeah, Sal, I'm gonna have to go against you only because you know I have these feelings of. I think I'm still thinking back to last year with Tennessee or the last mm. couple of years. And I just feel like this is a team that has burned me beyond belief. Uh, and when the game gets too to, big. Yeah. You, usually ten, that's Tennessee's thing when the game gets too big. Our friend right, Randy and, is a big Tennessee and, and, fan too. Well, yeah. there you go. Right. You got a couple of buddies, a couple mm-hmm. buddies that are huge uh, volunteers fans. And I just feel like one it is, but here's the difference this year. They're putting up more points in one game than they would put in three and four games uh-huh. in prior years. I feel like their quarterback situation uh, over the last couple of years has been topsy turvy. They obviously got it together. Now, I is this like is this like a uh, nobody's talking about Lane Kiffin here, right? In terms uh-huh. of uh, you know he he was in Tennessee for a very right. short stint, right? So maybe for him, it's I don't know if it's a revenge game. I don't know if there's bad blood ever between him and Tennessee at all, but maybe there is. I, I, I give Kiffin, I've always liked Kiffin as a coach too. I tend to uh, um, think he's got a really good offensive mind. I'll give him the coaching edge in this game. So I'll just, I'll, I'll take the minus two and a half points here. Roll with Corral, who's still, uh, you know, up in the uh, upper echelon of Heisman trophy candidates and think that he could just outscore this Tennessee Vols team because the bigger the game, the less they perform, it seems like, at least in Tennessee's uh, world there. So let's go with Ole Miss here, Sal, minus the two and a half points. You know, I'm looking. I didn't realize Corral is now right back tied with right. Bryce Young. Two to yeah. one odds. Those odds are not great. Uh, C.J. Stroud, seven to one. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati, 20 to one. Yeah, that is interesting. He, he leapfrogs Bryce. He's back at the top spot, even though they lost. Uh, interesting how, how this goes. Well, I guess Bryce Young lost, too, so that's how it works. Uh, all right, Utah, 
home. Now, what is this line? I saw minus a half. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, minus. Yeah, but the money line's like minus. It's the money line's minus one hundred six. I saw for, minus one hundred six. They're home against Arizona State. Um, this is a good one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't usually. Uh, we don't usually break down the Pac twelve here, but this could end up being a uh, decent game here. Yeah, minus one and a, a minus a half, fifty and a half is the over under. I'm going Arizona State, top scoring defense, third best rushing attack in the conference. They average 33.3 points a game. Uh, Jaden Daniels completing 70% of his passes. We like Rashad White, nine touchdowns already. Mm. Defensively, they only give up 16 points a game. They're 5-1 and against the spread in their last six road games. Cameron Rising's decent for Utah. Um, I think he's got like seven touchdowns. I don't think he's throwing a pick, but like I said, Devils, 5-1 and against spread last six road games. Utah, 1-4 and against the number in their last five home games. Bri, you're taking Utah here. You've always liked Utah. Well, You've always liked them. I've always been yeah. a Utah. That's exactly that's exactly the thing, right? On paper, you would definitely say Arizona's probably the better team, more talented team. But it does seem like Utah's righted the ship from uh, the last few weeks after it seemed like it was a disaster situation. Like that Brewer situation was a disaster for them. Um, it seemed like it was going to go south for them, but they've, they've turned it around. Back-to-back good weeks now. And, you know, now that they're at home, I know you're saying that the numbers at home don't necessarily look good against them. But um, this is a team, you know, I like before the season, you know, Whittingham usually overachieves. Uh, I feel like most of the bets coming in that I've saw were on Arizona State. It seems like everybody's all over Arizona State here. That's why I'm going the other way and taking Utah at home. I, I think it's, it, it should be a pretty close game. But I will say Arizona State did look very good against Stanford, but it's week to week in the Right, pack. I know. Pack 12. I don't know. Yeah, this will probably be a blog because I'm looking forward to this for some reason. Uh, All right, Sharp Tank, (laughs) let's do it. Give me your best picks going into the weekend. Um, Harry, you are uh, screaming about this one, and you you have been since Monday. I don't know. Maybe Mm. it's uh, screaming about the ingrown toenail, but uh, I think it's this pick that's gotten you excited. Go ahead. You're You're giving us a label already. Yes. It's not just my Sharp Tank pick. This is my play of the year. Play of the year. I'm laying it all out on the line here, Parlay Kid. Wow. Yeah, play of the year, and it's going to be between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team over 56. Look, Mm. Mahomes Mahomes and the rest of Kansas City have to be pissed after getting embarrassed on Sunday night against the Bills. I think they're going to put up plenty against this Washington defense. It's pulled a 180 from last year's defense. Uh, since losing in week one, Washington's been given up. It's given up 135 points at 34 points per game in KC's defense. I mentioned last week when I gave out the bills against the chiefs that they had given up 20, they've given up Kansas defense, 29 points or more in every game. And that continued on Sunday night. First game of the season against Cleveland gave up 500 yards of offense. Then against Baltimore, 250 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. Gave up four passing touchdowns to Herbert in uh, the Chargers. 400 yards, 400 yards almost to Jalen Hurts in the Eagles passing. And last week, 315 yards and three touchdowns to Josh Allen on just tw- 15 completions. Right. Washington, by the way, Heineke hasn't looked bad offensively. And Washington, last four games, is averaging 26 points. So my play of the year is Kansas City, Washington. Over 56. Wow. Give us a final score, at least. Okay. Kansas City, 41. Washington, 27. 
Okay, that's good. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a dozen points over the total. All right. Are we rooting for or against? <laughs> and if and if and if the, and if this wins, what do you and if think? The, wait, wait. <laughs> well, if this wins, can can we make sure that Brian never wears whatever he's wearing, the shirt that he's wearing ever again? Did, did you wear that? Uh, what did you What did you wear that, Brian? Your first day of freshman uh, high school. What is that? Whoa! Shirt? Yes, exactly. That? Wow. That, that, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. What is that? I'm, uh, I'm not, what do you have, Perry? Right. Your microphone's blaming. So, uh, Blocking one of his silly caricatures. I don't know. Another sh- another shirt Ken gave me. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, I don't know. He's a skeleton. I can't tell. It's, it's like a some kind no, of I, drugged out fair, skeleton. Fair, or fair. It's fine. All right, Bri, go fair ahead. Point. Steal his thunder here. Fair, Give us your fair. sharp tank pick. Fair. No, nah, fair point. Fair point by him. Um, I will <laughs> say, I uh, I don't know. I felt like I spent the last 12 hours looking at like every college game. You know how I, I do this. It takes me about 12 hours to come up with a sharp tank and then. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going with the game we already talked about. I'm going to go with the Browns minus three. You know, if you're a Browns fan, you you may be disappointed with that loss like last week. But uh, I thought they did actually play really well. It's like a lot to like about both those teams. You know, Arizona, you know, they struggled in that game against the 49ers, struggled to move the ball. They were begging to lose that game. Um, and I just think, you know, you said this before, so like the Cardinals are good. But I, I still feel like, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't put them towards the top of the teams yet. They yeah, like they're a luckier teams, wins. but I like I think like the Ravens are better than the Yeah, Cardinals, I mean, look, so. they, right, exactly. Like, look, against the Rams, they look, again, they look like the mm-hmm. best team in football. I think they're just itching to lose one of these games right. here. I think I think the Browns here are a little undervalued here at home. Yep. Um, I'll lay I'll lay the minus three. I do think the Browns will continue to run the ball really well. And I do think defensively, even though they struggled against the Chargers, I don't think they'll... I think they'll have a better game plan here. All right. The- uh, I mean, I don't know if we should let Parlay Kid off the hook. He's wearing an Obi Toppin shirt, for God's sakes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that guy hasn't been in the league in years, right? Has he? Obi. He's going <laughs> to maybe win uh, most improved player this year. So oh, 250 so to one this year. Wow. Obi so much, lots of room for improvement. All right. What do you like? What's your sharp thing? <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm kind of rolling here with a couple. I'm taking a 14 money line parlay. Whoa. It's five to one plus four ninety eight to be exact, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm taking a couple teams that Harry and Brian have already talked about on this parlay. One, I think early in the week I said uh, I love the Browns this week, so I'm mm-hmm. taking them at minus one seventy two. Uh, we'll make this the first leg of the parlay. I think I'm the only, even though I like the Cardinals, I think I'm the only one on this podcast who had them over for wins this year. Um, you might have been. And yeah, I think right. Russell gave Murray out at the beginning of the year, 23 to 1 for MVP. I just think they're due for a loss, and the Browns will play a better defensive game than they just played against um, uh, the Chargers last week. So they bounced back. I like them at minus 172. I love the Chiefs at minus 280 here over the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Why would this be a disappointment if the Chiefs bomb this game? If they don't win this game, we have to really. Uh, Really examine what's happening there in KC. I think they rebound. Uh, they maybe got a kick in the butt last week. Uh, they mm. step it up there, minus 280. I'm throwing the Rams at minus 450. Daniel Jones and no Daniel Jones. I don't see that the guy was wobbling all over the field. Um, if the Giants cared about their players, they would not play Daniel Jones in this game. Mm. Um, there's no need. But the Rams will win this game anyway. They're minus 450. And here's my... Where I'm, this is where my odds really boost here. And I wasn't going to add them, but I'm, I'm adding them. I love the Chargers this week. I love the Chargers mm. to beat the Ravens at mm. plus 128. 
I just think the Ravens have won. Look, I, Lamar's having an MVP type of season, but the Ravens have really just managed to eke out a few wins. This is a team that could be almost one in one in four. Yeah, they, in they could have lost that Chiefs game, that Sunday night game. Obviously, the the kick, the big kick against the Detroit uh, the Lions. Yeah, this Colts is a team. Game. And of course, right. last week, yeah, right, Harry. So you know what I'm saying here. Uh, I think they were fortunate. I think the the Colts just wore down uh, at, at the mm. end of that game. Um, if you, I think you you recall, so you said the Colts are flying all over the field. Yeah, it was, they they were zapped by by the end of the game. This Chargers team is good. I think that as I explained before on our uh, better edge, uh -huh. uh, why I like that. I just think they're going to be emotionally a little bankrupt this week. I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. I mean, the Ravens are emotionally bankrupt. I'm taking the Chargers at plus 128. This is a five to one parlay. I All love right. this parlay. I've Browns, Chiefs, good Rams, about Chargers. This good about got, this parlay. But you I, can't you know, take it because you're on the Ravens. So it doesn't. No, matter. I'm on the Ravens. And I think, like what you said was, oh, everyone looked tired at that. I think that's kind of what the Ravens' offense does to you, right? I feel like they're yeah. faster. They're maybe they're in better shape than everybody because it's very possible flying, like you said, around the field in the fourth quarter. And it's like if they're in the game, um, they, they're, they have a good chance to win and obviously better kicker. I like them right down by the goal line, even though Lamar um, really loves fumbling or almost fumbling at the five or at the one every single time. Uh, Brian, I do like the Browns. I feel like I have to go with Harry if it's his play of the year. I mean, how many plays of the year do you have? Six or seven, Harry? It's a, not too many in a, in a plus, calendar in 12 plus months. Al, you went with me uh, earlier this week and we had the Giants over the Dodgers. We did that a, one. We did hit that one. Were we three for three uh, in Sharp Tank la on Monday? No, I lost. Oh, you lost. Uh, Who'd yeah. you have? I know uh, Paul Kidd had Andrews. I had first, I had Andrews uh, yep. Anytime touchdown. Yeah. I had that race to three, and that was that game where the, the win was oh, absolutely right. crazy in that Dodger game. I mean, right. I normally no would have had like five home runs in that game between the two Exactly. Games, but shit. Right, blaming Harry, the, you're blaming the win? Did you see that? You well, you didn't the watch. Was not you didn't watch that game then. Well, well just, you know, if they, I blame they, the win, then I'm getting ripped to shreds. Well, they, there was analytics that would say that like five of those balls would have went out on a normal night, but they didn't. But Harry would blame the win from 1987 I, on on that game <laughs> on Monday, so that's why it would be different. Uh, still or the earthquake right. in '88. All right, listen, Harry, we're gonna do this together. I'm actually gonna bet this. Okay, and, uh, nice. Better come through over 56, 41, 27. Oh, you're gonna bet. You're gonna bet it. I, I thought we were rooting against this. Oh shoot! <laughs> right. You like it though, Sal. You like it. Now I'm painted uh, in a corner here. I guess. Nah, we should nah, probably. Right. I'm, well, I'm let's all, let's all, let's could, all bet it. Let's all bet it. Let's all bet it. This is the listen, all, play of the year. Let's all, let's all bet it. All right. We're all gonna bet it, and, and then, then we can, can at least exactly. Yeah, then we could just play. Yeah, let's just. I like it. I like it, Harry. I like it. I do like it. It's a win-win. It's a win-win for you guys. If it wins, we make money. If it loses, you guys rip me next week. Exactly. This is yes. <laughs> I mean, he's no Joshua Gagnon here. Let, let's do a, a 23 and me with this guy, Joshua Gagnon, who won the NFL quiz here, the, the pick em, uh, pool and the NFL prop quiz. We have the Major League Baseball prop quiz. We have a prop culture thing with the succession and curb your enthusiasm, and a lot of Halloween props to bet. We have the college prop pool. Uh, do that. Jump on extrapoints.com slash arcade. I got to get out of here. We can't leave Martin Weiss alone. There's a lot of a lot of turmoil with him and the receptionist right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Come on, Spaghetti. Martin. He's not in the room. We got to get we got to get a, out. Martin, of there. Martin's a legend. 
He real spaghetti, right? He is. I mean, it's Love crazy. Martin. Legend. I'm I'm on Team Martin here, so whatever that receptionist is doing to him is just totally wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not wrong. If you know, we'll tell the story. You know, we'll we'll have well, him on to tell the well, story. Speaking of play of the year, yeah. I mean that might be Martin. That'd yeah, be, I'm yeah. thinking like if I'm if I still did the character of the year award, like Martin's <laughs> top three right now. But we'll we'll have him on to uh, defend himself and speak his mind. Joel, do you have a good point, bad point, or are we being led into a twelve car pileup with this Chiefs Washington over? I love it. I mean, this is uh, we've made it all the way to the middle of October. Harry's giving out his play of the year. Once again, that's Chiefs and the Washington football team over 56, which is also the same amount of uh, coughs he did during this episode, 56. (laughs) Hey, someone accused you of farting again. It's like 20 minutes into the podcast uh, the other day. I know, and uh, I I did not do that, and that's why I think I like I mentioned to that guy. I sent it out there that uh, I think at a minus 180, it was Brian. I think Brian's a sneaky farter. Right? Brian's a sneaky farter, and I I've think heard that Brian. about him. All right, oh, I, love it. I think we're gonna end now. Wow, <laughs> Harry, oh. why aren't you going to the Rolling Stones? <laughs> ah, so overrated, they suck. <laughs> Harry is uh, no skipping thanks. the stones. Oh, I went once. I went once with Ken. Eh, boring. Really? What if the podiatrist meets you there? Oh, get it all taken uh, care uh, of. Podiatrist meet me there. Still not going. All right. Oh my let's, gosh. Let's get out of here. If it was Mariah Carey, he'd be going. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was Drew Carey, he would go. Uh, <laughs> for spaghetti, meatballs, babyface Joel Solomon, <laughs> the Jenner trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na